feature people's powerful testimonies on the show. We want to talk about how they were before Jesus, how Jesus had an encounter in their lives, and how their lives changed after that encounter. And another thing that Lisa and I try to do in our radio show, A Time to Dream, is really give the gospel an everyday language. You know, sometimes people will hear the gospel and it might be all scripture and it might be over their head and so we really try to demonstrate the gospel in everyday language. Well, our journey at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, Tennessee continues here. And I'm in the exhibition hall where we've been today bringing you interviews with a lot of great folks who are engaging ministry through media, whether it be radio, television, social media. But the bottom line is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And it's exciting to be part of, like, Bot Radio Network, proclaiming God's Word, getting the Word of God into the people of God. And so that is what our our focus is. And we're meeting like-minded people here at the NRB. I'm just sitting at a table and have a microphone here, and whoever walks up and gives me $25. No, I'm not. We're not taking anything for this. This is just an opportunity to, to visit with different folks. Looking forward right now to introducing you to a, a ministry called A Time to Dream. And this is a ministry where two ministries actually kind of merge together. And we've got Lisa Burkhart Worley. She's the founder of Pearl of Promise Ministries. And we also have Donna Skill, who is the executive director of Roaring Lambs. Boy, I love the title of these ministries. These ladies have incredible smiles on their faces right now. And uh, let's start off with Lisa. Lisa, is this your first time at the convention? Well, no. This is probably my third time. So we came two years ago. Had to skip a year because my son got married last year. (laughs) Uh, And we've been once before. So we love coming here because it's so exciting to see what other people are doing in media. My background's media. I spent 19 years in television as a sportscaster before it was cool for women to be sportscasters. But God brought me back to media through this radio show, A Time to Dream, where we feature uh, people's powerful testimonies on the show. And uh, we want to talk about how they were before Jesus, how uh, Jesus had an encounter in their lives, and how their lives changed after that encounter. We also include a gospel invitation throughout every show. Well, I love that. You know, the Bible talks about they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and their testimony, you know, and there's nothing more I remember the the late Adrian Rogers, who was my pastor for almost 30 years, said a testimony is is greater than a library full of arguments. Seeing that life change does happen, you know, the gospel is alive. The scripture tells us it's the power of salvation, you know, and so we see this transforming power that takes place. It's hard to describe, but it's something that Jesus did when he was willing to lay his life down on the cross. Of course, the power is the fact that he rose from the dead. Nobody can argue with somebody's testimony. I right. love to tell my story because it's a power, a powerful story about overcoming. My father died two months before I was born. Uh, he was a physician, a Jewish physician. He died, and then my mother never recovered from that. She had suffered from mental illness the rest oh, of her life. And so um, I, I love to tell the story about going back one day after I rededicated my life to Christ and how uh, God brought me back to honor my mother. So it's a, it's a, it's a great testimony, and I, and so I want Lisa, to share it. So, Lisa, was it in those early days that you have a faith in Christ? Was Christ taught in your home? You mentioned the Jewish connection there. Well, my, my father died before I was born, so I didn't grow up with that Jewish tradition. Okay. So a friend of mine led me to Christ when I was a freshman in high school. Uh, I start, I was became a believer. I wouldn't say I was necessarily a follower, and they took me to church. Uh, it wasn't until I was at the top of a television career that crashed on me. Two contracts, I was on national television, two contracts uh, were not renewed in the same week. And uh, I was devastated. I didn't think I'd ever work again in the field. 
And so, uh, uh, to make a long story short, it was during that time I, I came back to my faith. Wow. And, 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 and I rededicated my life to Christ. I gave him lordship. I surrendered everything. And that's when he, um, I began to work in ministry and eventually back in media again with Donna Skell. Well, that's so exciting. And let's bring Donna into the conversation. And Donna, again, as I mentioned, the executive director of Roaring Lambs. It just rolls off your tongue when you say that, Donna, Roaring Lambs. But tell us a little bit about what you do and, and the connection with you and well, Lisa. a lamb is a Christian, and a roaring lamb is a Christian that's unashamed of the gospel and wants other people to know about Jesus. So one of the things that we do through Roaring Lambs Ministries is teach people how to effectively tell their story. We have a workshop, and when they come into the workshop, they think they're going to tell their whole life story. But we take them back to find that encounter with Christ and to uh, share exactly where they were when they came to Christ and then the difference that he makes in their life. And that gives us good opportunity to interview them on a Time to Dream radio. Donna, do you find that people, as they think about their faith, and, and they know that they've had this experience with Jesus Christ, but knowing how to communicate that? put it into words, right. but do it in a way, as you mentioned, almost like a, an elevator testimony where you're not giving every detail, but you're able to be, be very poignant and specific because the right. gospel message is the message that transforms, you know. We want to tell our story, but behind that is what Jesus did. Yes, and, and narrowing it down, you know, we start with teaching them how to give their testimony in 25 minutes, and then we narrow it down to the five-minute version because to start with the five uh, they want to tell too much, yes. and so we start with the big picture and then narrow it down. So give me a little bit about your backstory, where you grew up, about your family. Yeah, you know what? I grew up in a Jewish home, uh, two sets of Orthodox Jewish grandparents, and I didn't know anything about Jesus until I was 28 years old. And I stand amazed at the way that the man who led me to the Lord, how he did it. Had he started with Jesus right off the bat, I probably would have been out of there. But he started with what my need was. My need was to find purpose in living. I needed to know why I was here and what, what was my reason for being. And that's where he started. Took me to a scripture in Revelation 4.11 where it says, For his pleasure are we created. Wow. And he took me to the place where I could understand that the big reason for me being here was to bring God pleasure. See, you, you brought up another great point, I think, because oftentimes I think Christians, when it comes to those, maybe the Jewish faith or even the Muslim faith, we shy away. We stay away and realize that even though they have maybe deep-rooted and seated faith and maybe generations of faith, they're still human. And there's issues of the heart, and there's things that they're looking for answers for. Do you, do you find that to be true? Yes. And, I've, you know, he said, I wish I was Jewish. And no one had ever said that to me before. So I asked him why, and he built me up. He made me feel good about being G uh, Jewish. And as he built me up, my walls came down. My walls came down. I wasn't going to be defensive. He made me feel good about being Jewish. And then he shared with me that God gave me a heart to know him personally. Yeah. And I was missing out on the best personal relationship I could ever have on this earth. Those lives that have been transformed, when they get to a point when Dawn's ministry, as you said, you both kind of fuse together. But when those people, individuals, come to a place where they're able to communicate their stories, that's where you come in. 
Right. And so what we do is we hear a story and we say, we should put, you, you should be on the radio. You should share that story. And what we find is some people have never shared the story. And it is so healing for people to be able to talk about what happened to them and to also discuss what God created them to be. And, and they're being used in various ministries. They, they've written books. Uh, they show the other side of this, but they're very vulnerable. And, and some people perhaps have not ever, like I said, have shared that on the radio. And so it, we give them an, a platform to do that. And, and, and we see tears. You know, we, we see people very emotional on the radio show at times. Uh, one t- person had never shared before, and she cried pretty much all the way through it. But that's okay, because we saw that as a way for this person to heal. And we're really more about that uh, than anything. However, uh, we also want people to understand the powerful transformation that comes with that encounter right. with Jesus Christ. And, and I was going to say a little something about Pearls of Promise, and that is what we're all about with Pearls of Promise. We want to take something really, really bad, like a pearl is formed in an oyster shell through years of irritation. We believe that God can make something very beautiful about those lean years, those bad years, those trying years. He can make a beautiful pearl out of it. Well, so you're based out of Dallas, I believe right. you said. So primarily the work you do in the Dallas area, the testimonies you, you get from individuals, are they from Dallas or are they from other parts of the country? A lot of people are from Dallas. We have It's a big city, so there are a lot of stories there. So we use people, but they've, they've transplanted to Dallas from other places or we get people as they pass through. Uh, but we're also doing some interviews away from Dallas through various uh, means of uh, interviewing. So okay. yeah, we, we're, we're, we're branching out to the rest of the world. <laughs> Roaring Lambs publishes books that are called Stories of Roaring Faith, and we collect these testimonies, and we publish them in our books. We have four. I'm working on the fifth book, and I'm looking for great testimonies. So if any of you listening have a testimony that you would like to submit to be published in Stories of Roaring Faith, we'd love to hear from you. Something I just noticed in your publication here that for the past 40 years, Roaring Lambs has hosted a chronological Sunday morning Bible study. Yes. I have a good friend back in Memphis, uh, Iva May, who's involved with chronological teaching of God's Word, which can really be transforming. So is, are you oh, you're part yes. of this ministry too? Oh, yes. It's my husband that teaches the Bible. And we find that they'll get the whole picture. If they start at Genesis and work through Revelation, they'll understand the story of God. So we're on our fourth trip through the Bible, and uh, it's been real exciting to uh, have God's Word revealed in such a way that it's practical and applicable. You know, I was just thinking back in the, in the New Testament, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians, I'm trying to recall, but Paul writes, and he's talking about the things that happened in the earlier days, referring to the Old Testament, was written for our purposes. And so really what we have there are testimonies, testimonies of Adam, and we have testimonies of Moses and of Samson, of Daniel. You know, these are their faith testimonies, you know, Elijah. And so we see real people living out God's stories, right? Right. And, uh, you know, we know that God teaches us through stories. I mean, the whole Bible is a story. It's full of all kinds of stories and parables, just like you just said. So we know that God can communicate the reality of who he is through our stories as well. Lisa, you have written a book called The Only Father I Ever Knew, How a Fatherless Child Finally Found True Love. This, I think, could speak to a lot of people listening today who, like in your case, didn't know your dad at all. And there's others that have absentee dads, even though they may be alive, 
they don't have a relationship with their dad. They don't really know their dad. Their dad hasn't invested in their life. That can really be hard on a child. It can be. You know, Byron, one in four families are fatherless. And that's really a sad statistic. So 25% of all families don't have a father, an active father in the household. And we don't even know about the ones that are abusive who are bad dads. And so because I was fatherless, um, I believe that I'm authority on this. And I can write about God as father. So this book is really uh, designed to point people to God as the, the ultimate father, the best dad. He is the only dad I ever knew. And we include not only my story that runs throughout, but we have 16 other testimonies in there of people who were fatherless for one reason or another. And, and, and how they came to the conclusion that God is their father. So he wants to be our dad. Take us on your journey, the emotional impact of that, not having your dad there, how you felt. I mean, especially, a, you know, a young girl needs that affirmation from her dad. Yeah, a dad is a, a provider of self-esteem for a girl. You know, he's the one that tells you you're beautiful. And when you don't have a father, you try to fill that void with other things. Uh, the, the stats are unfortunately against fatherless girls. Uh, fatherless girls will uh, be a little more pr- promiscuous. The, uh, the stats about unplanned pregnancies are greater for girls who are fatherless. I was one of those. I had an abortion. So I'm not proud of that. But it was really in a time of searching for something to fill my heart with a love that I was missing. And so it wasn't, though, until I tried so many different things. But it wasn't until I actually surrendered my life to Jesus Christ that I realized and started a relationship with God. That I realized that He was my daddy. He had been pursuing me for so many years. And it took many years of living until I could actually write this book. I started it. And I couldn't finish it, but I realized it's because I needed more experiences with my father. You're walking the reader through all kinds of everything. I mean, from my father's heart, my father's healing, the provision, discipline, love, plan, my father's protection, my father's faithfulness. I mean, the list goes on and on. My father's forgiveness. I mean, these are all, this is real life. These are all attributes of God that are father-like. And I love the discipline story because it seemed like, I always thought I had bad luck, but everywhere I'd go, the police would be there. Every time I tried to do something (laughs) wrong, the police were staking it out or something. But I look back on that and I think, you know, that was God trying to prevent me from doing something that I would regret later. It was my daddy doing some heavily discipline. He saw me as a fatherless girl. He loves uh, to care for the fatherless. He has a heart for the fatherless. It's all throughout the Bible. And so I think he was taking care of me when I had no uh, supervision or anyone molding me uh, or telling me uh, how to live my life. Well, aren't you glad, Miss Donna, that God is that kind of father, that he's there to take care of us, especially when we make bad decisions? Oh, absolutely. And another thing that Lisa and I try to do in our radio show, A Time to Dream, is really give the gospel in everyday language. You know, sometimes people will hear the gospel and it might be all scripture and it might be over their head. And so we really try to demonstrate the gospel in everyday language. In fact, we teach people when they're on the show to not talk churchy, 
not taught Christianese, but to really be able to express in everyday language what God's done for them and to share the gospel in everyday language. Would you mind, Donna, giving us an example of that? So those listening, maybe who have been hearing the gospel put in churchy phrases, and as you mentioned, Christianese, and they don't understand that. Why don't you bring it down, unpack it on a personal level? Well, I remember when the man was talking to me about Christ, he asked me if I was a sinner. And I thought for a moment, and I said, no, sir, I'm not, because I had no idea what sin was. I knew I hadn't robbed a bank or killed anybody, and so I didn't think I was a sinner. And he said, did you ever look at someone and wish you looked like that, or or looked at the car someone drove or the house they lived in and wished that you had that? And I realized, yes, I had. And he said, well, that's called covetness in the Bible, and it's one of the Ten Commandments, thou shall not covet. So if you broke a Ten Commandment, would you think that that was a sin? And all of a sudden I realized what sin was and that I was a sinner. And he just explained to me that sin separates us from God. God's a holy God. He can't be in the presence of sin. So we are separated by our sin from our Holy Father. And he said, but God wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants to communicate with you daily, all day long. But he can't do that because of the sin in your life. So don't you think God would provide a way for you to have a personal relationship with him if he desires to, uh, that you would please him and he wants to know you better? I thought, yes, that's probably true. And then he explained that that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who walked on this earth, lived a life as a human, experienced everything that we would experience, but uh, that he was crucified and died and was raised from the dead by God the Father so that his sin, our sin, could be covered by his blood. When his blood was shed, his blood covers our sins, makes us white as snow so that we can come into a right relationship with God the Father. And I think that's what everybody would want if they knew it. And so our job on A Time to Dream is just to show them and help them understand the gospel so that they can come into a relationship with God their Father. Wow, that is the gospel right there, practically shared. Thank you so much, Donna, for sharing that. And Lisa, the radio show that you do, and y'all do the show together, right? Right. Okay, so is it a weekly show, a daily show? It's a show? weekly one-hour show. Okay. And so uh, we have it on so many different platforms, and it airs at different times, on different days, on different places. We talked to one of our networks the other day, Donna actually did, and we found out they're airing it every day. So, <laughs> you know, you just never know. It's, it could be on all the time. Okay, now, so is the show available online? We have listeners right yes. now to our audience. Yes, you can audience. go to our website, atimetodream.org, and all of the shows, past shows and current, are on that website. So it's an easy way to hear some of these powerful testimonies from people of every walk of life. Some people are are, are more famous than others, and some people are just everyday people with a powerful testimony. Why don't you take a second, you, Lisa, and talk about some of the testimonies that maybe stand out to you that maybe you've aired recently, you've had on the show, maybe where somebody has come from and how they've experienced Jesus Christ. Well, the one I always think about is Bobby Hayden. Bobby Hayden was a rock and roll singer. He uh, opened for Paul Revere and the Raiders, um, but he got into serious drugs, and uh, he ended up on the streets. He was using, he was shooting up. He ended up living in a cardboard box, 
And so some uh, man came along who had a heart for him, and he took him away. He said, come with me. I've got some people that can help you. And so they got him clean, and he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And now guess what? He's got a ministry called Cardboard Box Ministries. Really? So that, I mean, it gives me chills to this day. Uh, That is just such a powerful story. Uh, uh, we've also had another woman on, and, and Donna can add some other stories. we got so many. It's just I'm tr- sitting here thinking about some of the power- most powerful. But she was a Muslim. I'm not going to say her name, but she was a Muslim uh, coming out of Kuwait. Uh, they ended up here uh, because of uh, war in their country is when Saddam Hussein invaded their country. A woman uh, reached out to her at work, uh, took her to church, uh, uh, showed her love, showed her compassion when her grandmother died, and she began to secretly read the Bible, and she eventually became a Christian and uh, gave her life to Christ, and now she is traveling all over wow. the world Praise God. Uh, speaking the truth. That is awesome. So once somebody starts working in your ministry, Donna, and learns how to communicate their testimony, how much time typically does it take for that individual to be able to be part of the radio show? Not very long, because once they put their story together and put it in writing, uh, then they can submit it to us, and we can see if it would fit in our show. But it doesn't take long. It's just narrowing their whole lifetime down to the key points that they would share in their testimony. Okay, so during this one hour, how many testimonies are we hearing? Just one testimony? Two. Two testimonies. Yeah, we do two 30-minute testimonies. How do you decide which testimonies for each show you want to use? Uh, we do. We just generally meet people and, and ask them to tell us their story. They'll tell us their story in few words, and we'll decide whether we think that they could share it with the world and do it effectively. Yeah. Something else I think is pretty amazing. You know, people will say, well, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Donna, I didn't rob a bank. I didn't murder anybody. I don't really have a testimony. I just was raised in a Christian home that taught me at a young age that I was a sinner, and I I trusted Christ when I was seven, and I've been living for Jesus ever since. To me, that's probably one of the greatest testimonies that you can share. And we hear that a lot in Dallas. A lot of uh, people have been fortunate enough to grow up in a Christian home, but what we say to them is, there comes a time in your adult life that you understand what you already knew. You already knew that Jesus was your Savior, But sometimes as an adult, you experience something in life which gives you deeper insight and deeper understanding to what you already knew. And two, I think the more you have opportunities, you know, to to share it, it becomes more natural, right? Because so many people I know are just afraid. They love Jesus and they, they want to talk about him, but they're afraid maybe they might say something wrong. They might not say it just the right way. And that's the beauty of the interview show, because we interview them. So we can ask the questions that will lead them, uh, as Lisa said, right through their testimony. And the fact that it's on radio is comforting, because nobody's watching us. We're just speaking into a mic and talking to one another in a wonderful conversation. Okay, ladies, somebody listening to our show today, they're not from the Dallas area, because this show airs in Memphis and the Mid-South, and, of course, in our social media platforms through podcasts. Uh, If somebody was hearing the show today and said, you know, I would like to be part of this, maybe they're in another city or somewhere else, can they contact you? Yes. Well, uh, we have an email that we can give you. It's a time to dream 
at gmail.com. Uh, we are uh, going to be doing some interviews with people all across the United States, and so um, we have the capability, and we'd love, if you have a powerful story, we'd love to hear from you. So it's a time to dream at gmail.com, and again, the website is a time to dream.org, and to hear uh, what we do and, and to hear some of those powerful testimonies. Okay, so right now the platform is on radio. Is there any plans to, to do television? Well, I'm, I'm doing a television show. Um, it, well, I shouldn't say television. It's on Facebook Live. I, my background's television, as right. I said. And so I'm doing something new called Pop Talk, P-O-P. My ministry's Pearls of Promise. That spells pop. And so we're doing a topical show where we segue into spiritual things. And it's been very popular on Facebook Live. We're getting about two to 6,000 uh, views per show. Nice. And so that's a good start. Yeah. And we've only done 14. So we've reached over 40,000 with that. Wow. And it's all about reaching people with the truth. And so we draw them in with something secular, and then we we uh, give them the truth as well. Oh, I love this. And I love using the different platforms, you know, whether it be radio or social media. This show, often when we're back in the Memphis studio, I do Facebook Live too while we're at the guest in the studio. It's just another way to reach people, right? That's right. We uh, love using social media. Uh, after our shows, we always promote on social media. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can find A Time to Dream on Facebook. You can find both of our ministries on Facebook, Roaring Lambs and Pearls of Promise. We're all there. And we also use Twitter. And so we, we use that platform as well. And we like and, and Twitter, the radio show's at Time to Dream show. Okay. And then, then uh, Roaring Lambs at Roaring Lambs, DFW, right? And then uh, Pearls of Promise is at Pearls of Promise on Twitter. I love this, ladies. I am so glad we had this encounter. Uh, you were having lunch next to me at this table, and I was just finishing an interview that I had. We got into the conversation. I said, we got to do an interview. And I am so glad we did. Did a whole radio show here this afternoon from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention here at the Exhibition Hall. People are just gathered and moving all around, but we're having special time here with Lisa Burkhart-Worley and also Donna Scale, who are with the ministry A Time to Dream, uh, sharing the testimonies of the transforming power of Jesus Christ in the lives of men and women. What a delight to have you here today. Thank you so much. So let's give that web information so people can contact you and connect. And um, you mentioned, Donna, about that, that again, that uh, online training course on video that's coming up real soon. Yeah, that would be at roaringlambs.org. And if you want to email us, you can just email at info at roaringlambs.org. And we also do conferences at Pearls of Promise. We have one coming up in Dallas, September 26th. We have one in Austin as well, May 16th. It's women's conferences, but we want to help women overcome and be a little stronger. So you can find that information out at Pearls of Promise Ministries. Com. And, Lisa, and the books are there. Your book is there, too, also, The Only and, and Father. And also on uh, Amazon. Okay, The Only Father I Ever Knew by Lisa Burkhart Worley. That book is available, so please uh, check it out online. God bless you. Thank you for what you both are doing for Christ's kingdom. I'm so delighted we had a chance to sit down today. Likewise. Thank you so much, Byron. Thank you so much. We enjoyed our time. Thank you. Well, friends, we're going to kind of continue on our time here at the NRB. You stay tuned. I'm Byron Tyler. Byron Tyler.